Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nevia. Hi, it's Jerry the King Lawler, and you're tuned in to the Don Tony Kevin Castle Show. I don't know why you are, but you are. Some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. Hey, Kevin, can you hear me, man? Yucky dog, yucky dog, huh? You get it, Kev? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, I don't know, I can't afford Skype. Baseball analogy. Yeah, Kevin, I just think yucky dog, I don't speak the painting. You People. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, f*** you, DT. Wah! Yeah, what do you think about that, Kev? Oh, well, Batista's pretty f***ing sexy, and, uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner? And, uh, yeah, um, uh, 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs> Dontony.com everyone it is october 7th 2019 welcome to this edition of the don tony and kevin castle show i am don tony he is kev castle what's up dt oh just finished raw not even a minute ago and we had this uh you know back in the day we would have 45 records and then you would get 12 inches and then you'd get the extended extended edition And we got the extended pull apart between Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Um, You know, I know what they were trying to recreate. Mm -hmm. And I think a little role reversal is in order today. Uh, Instead of um, him being inside the ring, I think we should uh, not obviously physically, but you know, in spirit, we should all run to the back right now, go up to Vince and the creative team. And I'm sorry if this is spurred a moment, did not drink enough fluids to get it really queued up properly, but we should all go up to the creative team and Vince and go, you ruined it. You ruined it. Damn it. You ruined it. Oh my God. If you look at this closely, Tyson Fury is fucking bitch slapping people, punching air, Braun Strut. There was one fucking Viking Raider wannabe security guard who was like fondling the rope. It was just less is more. I mean, Tyson and Austin, Tyson and Austin. It was just one. That was well, that was good. Tyson Austin was a good pull apart. It was awesome. And it was just one <clears throat> shove. You know, and, and it was funny because at that time, Tyson's crew was busy picking up all the $100 bills that fell out of Tyson's <laughs> pockets. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I mean, pull apart after pull apart after pull. For the live crowd, it's exciting. You're there live. You're seeing it live. No, none of us are seeing it in the arena. But, you know, after one pull apart, fine. But when you got fucking 30 security people and they're just 
dropping like you just threw fucking some type of nerve agent in the ring. It's just <laughs> god awful, man. God awful. You know, you know what? To 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 the to the whole segment tonight, get these hands. And I don't even want to say where my hand is right now and what it's doing. You know, get, get these hands right now. Doing old school uh, Italian grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a lot of yeah. podcasters out there, it's called choking the chicken. You know, oh, that's what you all grab, call it. But grabbing the balls. Grabbing it the it balls. wasn't a bad segment, but it's like I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, here's where I appreciate no overrun but from the USA Network. But I look at the clock and it's 1056 and I'm like, holy shit, we got four minutes of this crap yeah. still. Uh, look, Tyson Fury is an impressive fucking boxer. You know this is going to get on ESPN and all the other mm-hmm. places. But Extra and entertainment tonight. It's going to be on all the... Yeah, but, you know, I'm sorry, man. You know, it's just way... It, it just it didn't look good. I mean, for the anti-wrestling outlets out there, especially sports, you know, outlets, they're going to dissect this, and they're going to just oh, show God. how goofy it was. It it it, it would have been so much better if it would have been two minutes out of there, done. You go off the air, let people find, holy shit, what the fuck happened after it went on? It just over and over and over again. Jesus Christ. And, and the best part is, tonight we had the last women woman standing match. I call it the anvil rules. You know, you, you yeah. can't, you you know, if you can't make, the, you know, count, get up after the count of 10, you're out. Anvil rules. You know, he couldn't get up after the count of 10 from the doctors. But no, but um, you had the last woman standing match and they keep reiterating all over, all, over and over again tonight. No DQ, no count out. No ref stoppage. And I'm saying to myself, wow, that's much better than the Hell in a Cell match last night. Just think, a last woman standing match, you can't stop it. But meanwhile, Hell in a Cell, you can. Go fucking figure. Yeah, they make up rules as they go along. I thought Lacey was going to, they were going to put her over tonight. I I don't understand the point of putting Natty over, and the crowd didn't give a shit anyway. No. And, um, you know, I wrote this late tonight. I was, yesterday we did the, Hell in the Cell pay-per-view recap, how we went 90 minutes, I have no idea. But at least, you know, we had some other conversations mixed in, so it allows us to end much sooner tonight. And trust me, everyone, it will definitely end sooner than usual. No need to, you know, beat a dead horse. But 24 hours later, thinking about the debacle last night, what I would have done in storyline is I would have on WWE's website today or social media, I would have, especially after experiencing the live crowd, the backlash, the stuff online, the video clips of Seth going to the, or excuse me, Roman Rollins going to the back and right. the fans just shitting all over him. Yeah. They should have announced on social media today and Raw that Seth Rollins was suspended indefinitely for his actions last night. That would have been an easy reason yeah. to keep him off TV for Good a idea. week. You know, you 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 allow the anger to subside a little bit. You hope for a kick-ass Raw, a kick-ass NXT, a kick-ass SmackDown. Everything is a distant memory. So when Seth comes back a week later, people are like, all right, yeah, it was just, all right, whatever, you know, but this is good and this is good and this is good. Yeah, yeah. But instead, they just give us a, you know, highlight package of last night, you know, editing everything to make it, 
looked so picture perfect, you know, mixing in crowd reactions from different points of the match and trying to make it sound natural. And uh, that's what I would have done. I would have suspended him. I mean, common sense. I mean, my God, Kevin Owens is fine. $800,000 and this person is fine. And this is, and nothing, nothing. You're right. You're right. That's a great idea. I didn't even think about that. And the people in the chat room are agreeing with you. That's a great angle. A good way to protect Rollins and keep him off TV. But let things simmer down a little bit. And you know how it is, DT. Some other news item takes precedent and people forget about it. They might still boo, but it ain't going to be anything like it was going to be. So you're right. They should have thought that it's easy to just go with same rules apply for everyone. Like Kevin, oh, yeah, we suspended Owens. We could suspend Rollins. If they just did same rules apply for everyone, there wouldn't be these thought this that thought process. Yeah, I don't understand. That's a great idea, though, just putting out like a mock press release of you know yeah Rollins has been suspended and that that would be perfect you're right yeah. and didn't even didn't even come to consideration I yeah think. and you know what i we mentioned it at the very end of the show last night and i paid attention to social media today i didn't write anything because i didn't want to provoke nothing i, I don't yeah, want, i didn't see you do anything no actually. i don't want to get into you know the habit of you know doing a lot of tweeting you know, i'm trying to really cut it down but Towards the end of last night's recap, we we reminded everyone of who is the head writer of Raw right now, and that is Paul Heyman. And I noticed today on social media that 95% of the outlets out there never dared to issue a little bit of criticism to Paul Heyman because he obviously is heading up Raw right now. And then we open up tonight with more of this Lana Lashley thing, which, look, it is what it is. You know, the idea is is to make Rusev so sympathetic that the fans have to get behind him. And plus, right. WWE is doing um, psychology outside of the storyline, too. A, you know, a lot of fans are very upset at WWE for doing a storyline like this with Rusev because Rusev's a team player and Rusev, you know, agreed to do it. So a lot of people feel bad personally for Rusev. So the idea is fans will want to root for him even more because he's getting the shit end of the stick right now. But um, remember, again, you think of last night, you think of today, you think of some of the other things. I mean, Paul Heyman, you know, my favorite of all time, you know, across the board. Other, uh, That's not a wrestler, you know. But, but besides that, I mean, he definitely bears responsibility for this. Yes. And, for, and for anyone out there that says, well, you don't know if he actually wrote the main event for a pay-per-view yeah. for the brand that he run, heads up. Um, it, I compare it to a baseball team. You know, when the yeah. team is batting like shit, yeah, you could blame it on the batting coach, but ultimately the manager is the one that's the fall guy and is responsible. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm just not feeling it. You know, at the end of the day, I'm just not feeling it. No, I agree with you. You're right, TT. Not a lot of people. There was a few who said some stuff about Heyman. And even tonight, I said that this segment has uh, Heyman written all over it. And when will Lana be dancing atop the ECW arena like Kimono yeah. Wanalea? I mean, and, and again, because people are like, oh, Kev, uh, remember uh, when uh, Lita was in the hotel room with uh, uh, Dean uh, Malenko? It was Heyman writing then. That's not the point. There, there's just, a difference can, here. Yeah, there's, there's a, a difference, di- there's yeah. a difference here. There's a difference here. And anybody that said that, with all due respect, you're an idiot. 
Yeah, and I don't know who said it, and I'm so I uh, hope hopefully it's no Patreon. No, no, no. no it's but a, who who was Lita married to at the time? Uh she was with. Uh, wasn't she with? Was she with Kane? No, was, no, and, that and, angle. And, he, and even if she was with Kane, she was. Oh, was she with Matt. Hart, was she with Matt Hardy? No, no. Okay, Edge. She wasn't cheating on anyone with Dean Malenko. Oh yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, you, you mean? Oh yeah, in a real life situation, you mean? Okay. Yeah, but even in a storyline. She wasn't married to anyone, so she could do whatever she wants. And Dean, well, Malenko, Dean, 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 Dean was married, but the, that doesn't matter. But the, wasn't a, the, the wasn't reason, a yeah, but the reason why they did that with Dean Malenko is they were trying to give him a little bit of a personality because he was drier than fucking dry ice. Yeah, and it was funny when he even said, "Let's not talk about my wife right now." Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it was funny. meant to be lighthearted comedy. She was trying to seduce him, and he <laughs> was more of like, "I'm not." I don't mean to say it like this, but he was like a nerd. He was bland. Yeah. He had no spice about himself you can't just you know and people were trying to also bring up mark henry with may young um just because you have a black man in bed with a white woman doesn't mean you compare it to mark henry and may young just because a man is in a bed with another female who's in wrestling you don't compare it to dean malenko and lita just because someone was in a bed with someone from yesteryear doesn't mean you could compare it to anything the bottom line is is that they're making rusev look what do they call it cuckold is that what the term is a cuck yeah i mean it's it's just people don't like it and it's not this is not a car wreck that you know you hate it but you can't turn away it's just not people aren't into it and you you need to feel out your audience and when you see that 85% of the fans approximately over the last week have totally shitted on this i can't picture somebody in a production meeting going you know sir you know with with all due respect almost 90% of the fans out there social media everybody's really really hurt you know just just hating this segment i just can't picture somebody saying all right, you know what? After thinking about it, we'll put it first tonight. You know, it's <laughs> why wouldn't you just fucking oh, you know get rid of it quickly? It's 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 almost like you know someone who starts a project, you know, like right. like you know tries to work on something. You build build a fucking little house for dollhouse for your kids. <clears throat> Right. And unfortunately, you fucking cracked the roof in half and you screwed something too tight and now the screw fucking broke the wood in half and you're looking at it and the dollhouse is completely fucked right from the get-go and instead of maybe trying to get a different dollhouse and go a different direction, you know, you look at your kid and you go, oh, no, 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 there's, there's nothing wrong here. No, 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 no. And you start trying to do other things instead to try and then you're going to try to fix. It's, it's, this is no good. This sucks. This sucks. We're not going to get nudity. You know, it's yeah, it's true. not jungle love. Nobody gives a shit if he's black, white, straight, gay, Asian. You know, it's just a god-awful storyline. And the idea that not only do they show it, but they fucking replay it. It's like, where was all the attention about coffee? I mean, there was not. There was not. I, I'm surprised. The way they the show is very confusing tonight. And, uh, you know, I don't understand why they waited to the last. Well, I kind of understand, but you know, unless Rusev is in line for this mega push, but he doesn't really seem. I don't he's know, got the sympathy in, push right now. Yeah, he's got the sympathy push, but you know, you had uh, Orton out there with uh, Baron Corbin. That's the setup Saudi Arabia. 
Oh, yeah, no, I know, I know. DT, is this thing definitely, uh, by the way, speaking of Saudi Arabia, uh, Tyson Fury and Braun are scheduled for there? Oh, I have no idea. No, is that, the, is that what the, you I think have, it's Survivor Series? Well, or for the, I have no idea, and to be honest with you, um, what nationality is Tyson Fury? What is Tyson is Fury, he by Jewish? the way? No, no, no. He's uh, what? What is the? He's a. What does that even mean? The gypsy thing. That's he's, like a family. Lineage all right. What's thing? the gypsy deal? Because when yeah, I think of gypsy, I think Jewish. I mean, I'm not saying it to be <sighs> controversial. I'm just saying when I think gypsy, I think Jewish. He's he, from he, England. He's saying, British. Irish British. Irish British. I guess Saudi Arabia wouldn't mind an Irish Brit there. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's I, the what's what's the gypsy thing? That's just like a, a like a. Oh, it's, I'm sure it's a moniker. I, he doesn't look cheap or anything like that. But yeah, isn't gypsy a slur? Isn't that like a like over there? Like they're like bands of gypsies, but they're not like uh, yeah ne'er do wells, right? They're I, Irish travelers. You know what? For yeah. for our friends that live in and around Saudi Arabia, because we do have several and uh, some patrons as well. Let me know if Tyson Fury is someone that every that appeals to, you know, that that area. I'm curious because I have no idea. Tyson, Fury, I'm, I'm not saying he's a household name, but I don't know if Saudi Arabia is really into American boxing and Tyson Fury. I don't this feels more of like a din in it, like an ESPN sports yeah. center moment. It doesn't feel like a Saudi Arabia moment. Yeah, the the gypsies are guys. Shezzy's right to a degree. They live in car. Uh, they live in car. They like traveling caravan, like kind of drift, drift, drifting. Is type that of why people. we had his nine children in the back, and they had to put the camera on him and his wife and everything? Like he just couldn't be there to confront Braun Strowman. He needed to have all his fucking children and great grandchildren there. I know. The, did you ever see the movie Snatch DT with uh, Brad Pitt? No, Brad Pitt. No, I always vowed that I would never watch any movies oh, okay. with Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's like they like yeah, uh, band of gypsies. It's they're they're kind of like travelers, like you know, road people, and they yeah. go, or they or they set up, you know, <laughs> all six foot nine. Oh, six foot nine though. He actually looked taller than Braun Strowman. Actually, yeah. Uh, Elite Gender says he needed moral support. Yeah, he was like the equivalent of Cody's dog. That's what his children. Now. I'm surprised he didn't accompany him like to the to the ringside area and everything. But yeah, that's funny, right? DT gypsies. You always thought of as Romanians. Yeah, Romanians. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not gonna shit on you know the 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 end you know game with Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. It might end up being entertaining, but you know tonight again, very sloppy, mismanaging of time, something going a lot longer than it needed, too too many pull aparts, and you know yeah, it looks a little exciting and everything, but when you see fucking 30 security guards and 30 WWE guys who can't fucking keep these two apart. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I just, it gets to a point where it's just dumb. I don't yeah, mean no, to shit well, on anything, but it's just, to me, it just felt dumb. I'm just disappointed that they didn't have a great comeback for uh, last night's fucking main event fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I hope everyone out there listens to our Hell in the Cell recap because we really yes. got into it in detail. And, uh, you know, unlike almost every other podcast out there, you know, we don't fucking sugarcoat. We don't beat around the bush. We give our honest thoughts. We praise what we want to praise and we shit what we want to shit on. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, there's so many people. I've read so many people today. You know, trying to backtrack, you know, act like thugs when, you know, everybody is 
you know, angry online, but then the next day trying to sugarcoat it because they want to get hand jobs from fucking pro feds out there. I mean, it's so embarrassing to see fucking podcast after podcast basically saying to these feds out there, look at me. Look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. It's my lifelong dream. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. Just be your fucking self. And if people notice you, they notice you. If they don't notice you, they don't. Oh, everyone, look at me. I got 20,000 hits on YouTube. Look at me. Look at me. Fuck out of here. Don't impress me. You don't impress me. So uh, what else happened on Raw tonight? We had, look. I know people out there are getting this fantasy of Charlotte and Becky fighting to unify their women's titles. That ain't fucking happening. Yeah. They unless WWE really feels that there's not enough women to ha you know to have two champions. Uh USA Network and Fox, they're trying to push that they're arch rivals. It's not even Raw versus SmackDown now. It's Fox versus USA Network. That's what they're doing on TV. So you think that you're going to have a female champion who is a member of the opposite roster and you're going to have that person compete on another brand? I mean, just common sense. If I'm USA Network in storyline and my Raw female wrestler happens to be the women's champion, I'm not fucking letting her fight. For against a SmackDown person, she's all for me. It's like True. a, it's like, it's like a the macho man of fucking TV. I am, and I'm not letting Elizabeth out of the fucking closet. No fucking way. <laughs> she ain't going over to SmackDown. She's fucking staying locked up with the fucking chain and a bowl of water on the floor. There ain't no fucking way she's wrestling on SmackDown. They're just trying to tease that anybody could possibly be drafted. The, the nutty idea I made yesterday that, hey, maybe the titles will switch brands. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, you know, it was just I had that weird feeling earlier. I'm like, oh, you know, that, that is interesting. I mean, what happens if Becky is drafted to SmackDown? Well, DT, you know, a lot of people are saying and going with the, the pretense that the people you see in the opening <laughs> credits and the pictures of Raw and SmackDown they're brand new, so why would they just change it? Why are they showing those people? Isn't that a telltale sign? I, I think it's stupid. No, that's, it's, it's nothing but fixing a slide. It's easy to fix that. Yeah, it's and it's stupid because yeah. on the USA Network, they're, push, they're promoting what happened on SmackDown. And although I like the Rock Becky segment from Friday, the yeah. first person, the first person to ever appear on the SmackDown edition of Fox going forward is a Raw champion. Oh, I want sure. everybody to just think of that for a minute about yeah. this, you know, rivalry. The first person on the TV, as far as active roster, is a Raw champion. Yeah, good point. So, um, yeah, I, 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 Donald, President Trump in the chat room, I know what, what you're doing. Asking me, what was my SmackDown rating prediction last week? Can we get into some contests for a minute? Because we have a boatload of prizes to give away. Yeah, let's get into it, actually. And uh, I know that last minute you... First of all, tell me, because I said $3 million from the get-go. <laughs> I'm just happy it went over $3 million. Listen, bottom line is I'm happy to did a good rating. We all should be. Yeah. But what, ma what made you change your mind 16 to 20 hours before you made the... Yeah, for those that don't that. know, my original ratings prediction for uh, SmackDown's debut on Fox, I said $2.35 
Right. And the reason why I came up with that number originally is because, and I'm going to be totally honest with everybody out there, I had a brain fart. I had a really bad brain fart. And for some reason, because I have YouTube TV right now and everything, when I was programming my Fox channels, because I really don't normally watch Fox, it programmed Fox Sports. And my initial thought was, uh, you know, SmackDown, Fox Sports Channel. I mean, I just, it's not a channel everybody normally watches. Having the brain fart, forgetting that about Fox 5. I haven't watched Fox 5 in fucking 15 years. So when I, and then Fox 5 is our local affiliate here in New York. So after right. I thought about it, I'm like, wait a minute. What the fuck am I thinking? And I said, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it did closer to 4 million. So a day before, about 20 hours before SmackDown happened, I went on social media and I said, listen, everybody, after further thinking about it, I'm changing my ratings prediction for SmackDown on Fox. Haters are going to love this one. So I wrote online that I predict the SmackDown rating on Fox, they will draw 3.85 million viewers. So that's what I changed it to. So... Uh My total ratings prediction for NXT, AEW, and SmackDown was 6,090,000 viewers. So the actual rating for the three brands combined was Uh 6,141,000. I was only off by 50,000. But the kicker is the SmackDown rating that came in, 3.86. That's amazing. I mean, again, I I just said three. I didn't even go with any point. I just wanted to. I, there was no way I figured on the premiere with all football games pushing them. Yeah. And newscast, newscasters pushing them. Rock definitely was going to open. And I didn't know, of course, about Cain Velasquez. That was a nice surprise. But I just said how, they, they can't possibly do less than $3 million. Everyone was telling me I was yeah. nuts. Yeah. So I was I, glad so that I wrote, it was, was, was high. Yeah. Yeah. So I said 3.85. It was 3.86. And President right. Trump in the chat, I know you were doing it to compliment me. I, I appreciated it. You allowed me to, you know, segue into it. So thank you. But um, I'm not part of the contest. So even though I got, you know, some of these predictions on point, I don't get prizes. So first, let me announce the winner. And then let right. me announce some surprises. I'm happy to announce that Tim Sawyer is the winner of the ratings predictions contest. He predicted 1.2 million for NXT, which was pretty close. Uh, yeah. You know, not too far off. He predicted 1.6 for AEW, which was close. He predicted three and a half million for SmackDown, which was close. Overall, yeah. 6.6 uh, viewers. He was the closest. So he gets the $100 Amazon gift card. So, Tim, you got to PM me on Facebook. And I know you have a Facebook because you put the entry there. That was the idea of doing a Facebook. So PM me on Facebook. Uh, Let me know if you want a digital gift card. I'll have the money sent to you tonight or tomorrow. Take your time, you know, whenever you hear this. Now, what I decided to do is a treat because so many of you out there took part in the contest. I decided to give a runner-up prize for whoever came closest with the SmackDown rating, the AEW rating, and the NXT rating. Mm -hmm. So as a result, the SmackDown rating was 3.85 million. Chris Lacroix had 3.89, which was almost as close as me. Chris gets his choice of any AEW 
NXT or WWE t-shirt. Rob Bennett, Nicholas Benny, they both predicted 1.4 million viewers for NXT, which was very close. So, yeah. in fact, that actually was the rating. So they were right on the mark with that. So Rob Bennett and Nicholas Benny, PM me on Facebook. You get your choice of any WWE, NXT, or AEW shirt. And then finally, for NXT, the actual rating was 891,000 viewers. Joshua Johnson, Cedric Caron, Jose Cabrera, and Chris Neal all four of them came up with 900,000 viewers, which was the closest. So all four of you, PM me as well on Facebook. You get T-shirts as well. So we're giving away the $100 Amazon gift card, seven fucking wrestling shirts. And if you didn't take part Jeez. in the contest, as I wrote earlier, the, the torch right now, Wade Keller, you know, they're giving away uh, Toy Story 4 Blu-ray. Nice. Nice. I was nice. like... We're wrestling fans. You're giving away a Toy Story 4 Blu-ray? I mean, what the fuck is that? I mean, it's... Yeah, it's probably... I mean, listen, a lot of adults see that movie. I know, but I'm like, you know, we give away great shit over here, and they give away fucking cartoon DVDs that aren't even fucking wrestling. Oh, my God, everybody! I I was saying nice for our stuff, but that's nice, too. No, yeah, I... Everybody, follow me, and you might win a Toy Story Blu-ray. Yeah, if you're cute enough, you'll get a hand job from Wade as well. Um, now, <laughs> as far as the Patreon predictions contest, this is a little bit controversial. Uh oh. Um, we all thought yesterday that Bray Wyatt won by disqualification. Right. The official result of the match per WWE is that it went to a no contest. They did that because of all the backlash of the idea of a DQ in Hell in a Cell. So they said the referee just threw the match out. So because Bray Wyatt did not win the match, everybody that in their predictions got half of their points for the Rollins-Bray Wyatt match. So as a result... The winner of the Patron Predictions Contest, and I feel bad for Pence because I thought Pence won, and I did Steve Harvey's all night, and it wasn't intentional. I For, for those who want to get a good laugh, I Pence is one of our patrons, and I contacted him on Twitter early. I'm like, hey, dude, I think you won the contest. And then I looked a little bit further, and I'm like, oh, wait, I made a mistake by one point on his prediction. So I said, okay, you're the first runner-up. Then a little bit later, I found out that uh, the match actually was in uh, no contest. So I had to change his score again. He ended up getting nothing. Oh, shit. I tweeted him like four times. He ended up getting nothing, but I promised Pence he's going to get his choice of a T-shirt or a video because I got to be nice. I can't fuck him like that. But the official winner is Robbie Alessandro TV. He scored 28 points. So he is the winner of the contest. You get your choice of anything off the prize wall. Shamaya Kaiser was the first runner-up with 27 points. And Joe Trafagliante. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Joe Trafagliante. I should notice. I'm Italian. Uh, He was a runner-up as well. So Joe and Shamaya, definitely PM me on Patreon. You get your choice of any T-shirt or video and Pence as well. Yeah, and by the way, it's not Mike Pence, the vice president's Pence. No, it's Pence. P-I-N-C-E. All right. So, but that's the deal. Oh, by the way, 
Uh, we actually said this last week, and I'm not saying that we, we ended up being right. I think it was pretty much common sense. But last week, Fox and FS1 were uh, took uh, were removed from Dish Network and Sling TV customers, so they right. did not get the opportunity to see SmackDown last week. Well, they worked out a deal, and Fox, FS1, uh, and Sling TV and Dish those two channels are back on those two uh, outlets out there, so you will be able to see SmackDown next week. Good, good. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're, I, we're not going to do a ratings predictions contest every week, obviously. I'll do one on Patreon this week because not everybody has Facebook. But um, I wonder if SmackDown's rating is going to be even higher this week with the draft. You think so? I think it'll be even keel, maybe with last week. I, I have a feeling it's going to be slightly um, above. It might be like... Really? You think yeah. it'll go higher than the first one? Wow. I don't know how much Dish Network it affects the ratings because they weren't on Dish last week, but I would think that the fact that they're doing the draft has got to garnish some attention. Yeah, The Rock showed up and everything. You know, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll probably put a little prediction later on this week. But now with them being on Dish, that's got to be a, a little bit of a boost. Would you think, you know, the the network will be satisfied with them just staying above $3 million? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, um, and you know what? Uh, AEW on TNT. Obviously, last week I did Wednesday Night Dynamite, so I talked uh, yeah. everything about AEW Dynamite. But something I said on Breakfast Soup last week, and it's not to throw shade on AEW, but you know, I think people really need to pay attention to AEW a month from now. I'm not uh-huh. saying that they're going to nosedive, but when you saw Finn Balor show up on NXT, you see now what we've been saying for a while that WWE could just. You go down, you go to NXT, you go to NXT, you go to exactly. NXT. Exactly. They, they, they can flex their muscle anytime they want. Yeah. They, 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 got, they got a lot of people at their disposal. AEW does not. Yeah. And this Wednesday, you have Darby All-In versus, uh, versus Jimmy Havoc for a shot at Jericho's AEW championship next week. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much buzz those two competitors are going to get online, even though I I am a big fan of Jimmy Havoc. Uh, Young Bucks versus Private Party for the tag title tournament. Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Hangman Page and Dustin Rhodes. You know, it's it's okay. And Moxley versus Sean Spears. So, you know, the former Dean Ambrose will be in action too. But, you know, you wonder after a month, you know, when that newness starts to go away a little bit, will we have an XFL-type drop? Um, it's very possible. And I'm not saying, you know, people need to understand. I'm not saying that it's going to get horrendous ratings. I think they will rebound. But, you know, 1.4 million, my gut feeling tells me that their rating is going to settle in more around seven or 800,000 viewers. I think in the end, a month from now, or two months from now, I feel seven to eight hundred thousand seems to be the range that I feel they may be in line for, and I think TNT would still be fine with that. I don't know, man. I, you know, me and Chessy have our differences, but Chessy, I agree with you. I give you props when you are right. It sounds like a Sunday night heat card to me. It doesn't seem like to me. I look at that and I'm like, that's a threat to the WWE, really. I'm, no, DT, I'm serious. I, I think the ratings going to drop. Not. 
big time, but they're going to decline week to week to week. I just, I'm looking at that card and I'm like, this is the threat. Is newness that much of a factor? But Kev, it's great wrestling, but they're no name guys. I mean, really? You know what I mean? They're not really stars in this company. Well, you know, like know. the Sammy Guevara's, you know, uh, Private Party know. and some of the others, Darby, you know, they have to become household names and it's going to take a while. I think right now, if AEW, if you, I, I honestly believe this. I think if you would have said six months ago that, or told TNT or AEW that, look, a couple of months in, your average rating is going to be around seven or 800,000 viewers. You know what my answer would have been? That is wow. a fucking hell of a lot more than what Impact <clears throat> Wrestling has been doing way before they even went to this fucking Pursuit channel. So I would take it. I would take it for a brand new promotion that doesn't have the Hogan's, the Rocks, the Triple H's, the DX, the you know the 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 sheet, you know like Roman Reigns, John Cena, you know the the main the stars, the, the, fiend, the fiend, yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for right now, as as a foundation to get six, seven, eight hundred thousand viewers to to build your foundation. That is a success, and I hope people out there don't look at 700,000 if that ends up being the average number and look at it and say, wow, it's a disaster. They've lost 50% of their viewers. You can't take the newness factor and use that as your number. I saw fucking people trying to add YouTube views and this views and this views and Goofy Keller, the fucking retard, is saying, oh, it's going to surpass 2 million here and 3 million there. It's that's what Dixie Carter was was doing. You know, yeah. you just use, you know, use the fucking metric that everybody uses. Use the metric that has the advertising revenue, primetime television. Don't start factoring in this and this and this and this and this. Because if you're going to do that, I guarantee you fucking NXT between the network and YouTube and all these other things probably do three times as many viewers. It's just stupid to do that. You know, Nielsen rating has the Nielsen boxes and nothing else for a reason. You know, when you look at all of the shows, if you put it this way, if you're going to say, oh, AEW was number two for the night on cable, yeah. then you leave it alone. You don't fucking turn around and say, oh, they were number two, but they had this and they had this and they had this and they had YouTube and this and that. Shut the fuck up. Just the standard rating and stop overhyping it because it just looks like you're just trying to overinflate something that is that's totally unfair to AEW. That's why I said last week, anybody comparing AEW to Raw, SmackDown, NXT, or anything else as far as the product goes, I think is moronic because they've only had one goddamn show. The grind hasn't even started yet for these guys. You know, yeah, I know, but you got Jericho every other day commenting about how they kicked their ass and the yeah, WWE is insincere, wishing us luck and blah, blah, blah. It's Jericho keeps bringing it up, and he's their champion and the focal point of the promotion. To quote, Why doesn't he, he shut up? To quote a TV show, they're talking smack. That's what you do. You talk smack. He is feeding uh -huh. into all the AEW fans that are basically giving the proverbial middle finger to WWE. For all of the fans that were absolutely angry after last night's Hell in a Cell, all right, right, you know, he's feeding into those people like, yeah, you know what, send a message for the WWE. You know, tune into our product. Give it a shot. You know, we kick their ass. 
I mean, come on. If if you and I, you know, when we talk about our listenership, you know, we always point out, you know, we're number one amongst the amateur wrestling shows out there because I don't include Shivani, Bischoff, right. Conrad, you know, X-Pac or any others because they're the pros. We're amateurs. Right. So I don't, if one week we beat all of them, which does happen from time to time. We get more listeners than some of those big podcasts. You'll never, ever see me go, ah, we kicked everybody's asses this week. We kicked fucking Bischoff's ass in podcasts. It just comes off as Bush League. I That's why we always focus on, you know, we're, we, we're number one amongst amateur shows. But them, they're the big right. time. So they, they're good at wait, talk smack against each other. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We lose to X-Pac? Jesus. Well, I don't know about that. I, mean, I, I don't even think he's like his metric is based on that. But you know, X Pac's got a pretty damn good podcast. He's not bad. Nah, he's, he's all right. He's all right. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, I, I guess the whole Wednesday wars thing. It only is going to become a war when when both sides really make moves to combat the other. Right now, you're right. It's just like little shit talk here and there. But I don't think there's going to be drastic. Moves. You think there's going to be drastic changes for NXT if they lose in the ratings again? Do well, you think this is not even? It's just going to blow over, and they're just going to. Well, you know, look, the newness is still there for AEW. I mean, my God, Moxley hasn't wrestled yet. You know, Hager hasn't wrestled yet. We haven't seen Luchasaurus on the, on fucking TNT yet. Uh, Orange Cassidy hasn't been on TNT yet. There is a lot of people who still haven't oh, been. That'll shocked. that'll put ass. That'll put asses in seats. Well, I mean, look, you got to always start somewhere. I mean, I always bring up that I remember back in the day when Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar were wrestling dark matches with WWE. They got booed out of Madison Square Garden. Matt Zombie. Yeah, was but there. those guys aren't. Those guys aren't on. I, I don't think Jake Hager is all of a sudden going to become this big star after. Jack Swagger got pushed to the top several times. No, uh, no you know, but, I, I just don't see. You know, I don't, I don't see it. No, but I, I, you know, I did get a kick out of something today, and it's funny because that's to do with Cain Velasquez. But before that, I want to give a shout out to our new and returning patrons. Names are a little bit longer this week, obviously, because we had the predictions contest, but. Uh, I think Shezzy Ali, I think he just had a blip with his account, but shout out to him. Tabitha Mason, Ben Salmon, Raymond Pagella, Art Gallegos, Gallegos, Brent Stellander, the Jersey Shore Reject, love that name, Alan Gouda, Belly Rovers, Elijah Honeywell, Joseph Napolitano, James Chamberlain, Brian Walden, Isaac Lee, Javier Rosado, uh, our newest associate producer, Aaron from Anaheim. So welcome, Aaron. Yeah, welcome. Jonathan Jackson and Corey Frid. So shout out to all of them. Um, I also want to give a special thank you to Bob O'Mac. Um, just absolutely killed it. Did a little video teaser for Wednesday Night Dynamite that is on my Twitter right now. He's going to make an extended one when I do go video. Fucking just just loved it. Loved it, loved what, it, loved what it. What was it? What was it? I mean, look at it. It's okay. got a disco... Dance floor. Oh, so it's a it's a it's a video. It's a little video, like okay, okay. thirty five second video, but it's uh, great. It and um, DJ Dell's uh, sneaker addict, uh, just absolutely awesome too. He did a little uh, audio promo for the shows as well, and um, used like a sixties seventies theme to it. Very it, when you hear it, it's one of those very loud early seventies type songs that you would see like. When you see clips of 
dance clubs in the early 70s. You would always see these girls with these extra short mini skirts and the camera would always be pointing upward and you'd see them shaking their ass and the music was just very, very loud and disoriented. He used one of those, but uh, I appreciate it as well. Did a, did a great job. I didn't ask for it either, but it was awesome. Awesome. I think you should use knock on wood as your uh, opening. Oh, no, no, no. The theme that I got, you know, Hoogerman, I've been shouting him out on Patreon. I want to send him a gift. He's the one that came up with the 1975 disco song Dynamite. And when I first heard it, I was like, this is God awful. Then I took the seven and a half minute version. I said, you know what? Let me do a whole shitload of editing. I actually took cues where the women go, dynamite, and I actually like mixed it in areas where they don't normally say it, so it would be heard on every verse. I took an explosion and mixed that in in a different area, and I condensed it to 90 seconds. And when I listened to it, I was like, holy fucking shit, this sounds perfect. And because I always grew up loving R&B and disco and house music, I'm like, wow, you know, I'll just do a funny little theme to it. So because AEW show is dynamite, I'll have Donomite. And when you listen to it, it sounds like they're saying Donomite. I put the song on there just to see the reaction. And it's just unreal how popular that song is. I actually had... Two WWE guys who PM me once in a while, PM me and saying, dude, that's fucking hilarious. The music and everything. But it's just weird how things end up sometimes. But it, it would I would definitely be fucked up if I didn't give a special shout out to Shaheen and Nuclear Heat Graphics because he did some beautiful artwork. Some people thought I was going to be annoyed saying like, you know, my face looked fat and this, this and that. He did like a Grand Theft Auto Def- Vice City type feel to it. I had no problem. I loved it. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, look, it's a debut of a show. It's new. And everybody stepped up to really like help me out a little bit just to give a little bit of a custom feel to it. And it's awesome. And, you know, it just pumps me up to do even more. And, you know, right now, Wednesday is going to be a little solo because I got to get, you know, acclimated and get used to being non WWE with it. But, you know, you're welcome to come on very, very soon. And Mish will be on and we'll have, we'll mix it up a little bit. Sure. But uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. But wait, wait, one, one thing is there's no NXT talk on there. No, there's NXT, but I uh, mean, Raw, no Raw, no SmackDown talk. Right. Raw. Okay. Just the Wednesday stuff. Yeah. Just the Wednesday. No, it's not just Wednesday. I talk MLW. I talk Ring uh, of Honor, New Japan, Indies, you know, UK stuff. I mean, I try to talk about everything. In fact, I already have some stuff lined up for Wednesday. People are going to be pleasantly surprised, especially some overseas listeners, because you're going to be like, wow, that's pretty cool that, you you know, I'm trying to include everybody. So basically, there's no more this week in wrestling history. No, no more, that's blah, done. Blah, blah. That's that's on the shelf for now. It'll return down the and line. Blah, blah, and blah, blah, blah. That's no, blah, blah, blah is around Saturdays. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. In fact, Friday was uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Because you know, Friday, for our patrons that don't know, I, I guess I can mention this very quickly. Sure. This week, we mixed up the schedule just to try something out. Tuesday night live on Discord, it's going to be Dark Chronicles with you and Trez. So -hmm, everybody that tunes in at 10, 15 p.m. tomorrow, uh, you go on Discord, you can tune in live, chat with them, which is cool. Wednesday Mm -hmm. will be Wednesday night, Donomite live. 
Thursday will be breakfast soup. Mish and I will return again this week for breakfast soup. That'll take place somewhere around 12, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Friday will be the regular episode. No, no, actually Saturday will be blah, blah, blah. But from now on, every Friday for Patreon is going to be Wild Card Fridays. So right. we're not going to tell you who's going to be hosting on that Friday because quite honestly, you know, your schedule, my schedule, Mish's, it's up in the air sometimes. So Wild Card Friday means that it's a wild card as far as whoever, who shows up to do the live show, but there'll always be a live show after SmackDown. Yeah, I like the surprise element of that. It's yeah. Cool. So now, we'll, we'll know. We'll know. They yeah, won't. we'll know. They won't. Yeah, we'll and once in a while, we'll throw a special surprise in there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Kane Velasquez. Um, I'm surprised Friday I didn't think about it when Rey Mysterio came out with him. I, I can't believe I didn't get my voice and go, that's gotta be Kane! But um, when he first came out, for, I thought that was, I wasn't paying attention to the TV closely. I thought he brought out Dominic. I was like, wait, <laughs> me, Dominic shaved his head? But I laughed at two things today. Number one, I laughed at websites saying that Vince McMahon wants Kane Velasquez to get in better shape. First of all, Vince McMahon, WWE, Triple H, everybody has done their due diligence and knew exactly what Cain Velasquez looks like before. He's always looked like that. Go look at his UFC fight. Yeah, so people are, you know why people are writing that today, claiming that it's news? Because Chris Jericho called him skinny fat. Yeah. Like dad bod. And because that got everybody. Look, look, Chris, Chris Jericho shouldn't be making fun of anybody. Oh, yeah, know. I know. But he called you know, that he had, you know, skinny fat. So right away, he looks like, you know, not the quintessential physically cut WWE wrestler. So people are just guessing, saying, oh, Vince wants him to get into better shape. That He knew exactly what he was getting before he came there. Yeah, they met with him. Yeah. <laughs> they, know. They, they visually saw him in front of their face. Listen, this ain't a Cody Rhodes where they had no idea that Nyla Rose was transgender before they oh, offered God. Nyla Rose a guy. Just think about that for a minute. Uh, I mean, Cody on. Rhodes is so internet savvy. The first time we heard about Nyla Rose over a year ago, as soon as you typed that name in the computer... Yep. You right saw there. LGBT Jews, transgender. Nyla Rose mm -hmm. was on some other show about transgender. I mean, for Cody to pull that all, you know, it, God bless him for fucking getting all these goofs in podcast land and not call him out on it. But here's the best part. Cain Velasquez, all right? He's now doing some stuff with WWE. And apparently, you know, he's going to surprise everybody with how good he actually is. Right. Cody made these comments after Cain Velasquez with SmackDown. He says, and I quote, Cain's definitely someone that I'm keeping an eye on. Cain was one of those athletes. It's not even an athlete thing. It's almost a strange national, it's natural ability to pick up our industry. He picked it up so quick and he wasn't doing mixed martial arts. Cain Velasquez was trying to do true, true lucha and he worked with Psycho Clown uh, who's just amazing. What a stud. And he's basically saying that he's going to continue to monitor Cain Velasquez. Let me tell you why that is so asinine and stupid to say that. Because they revealed, supposedly, that they had Jake Hager, you know, signed for, I don't know if it was a year or whatever it was. Like, they had him to Tony, Tony, Con Tony Khan said it was uh, the, the majority of this year. He's been yeah, signed. so he's been signed, Jake Hager, you know, just sitting on the sidelines. 
Um, Cain Velasquez was down in AAA with Cody. If they, if he really wanted Cain Velasquez, what's this? I'm we're keeping an eye on him. Keeping an eye on what? His 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 skinny fat. If you want him in your company while you're in AAA, hey, you know, would you consider, you know, possibly work with AEW? So the fact that now he's in WWE and saying, oh, that's someone we want to keep our eye on. What the fuck are you talking about? You had Hager. You had your eye on Hager a year ago or whatever it was, and he was signed all year. If you wanted Cain Velasquez, there's a good chance you probably would have gotten Cain Velasquez. If you wanted to get CM Punk and others, maybe you could have gotten them. So the idea that they're just keeping eyes on people, why didn't you jump, pull the trigger? Why didn't you offer a deal? Why didn't you jump the gun? What's keeping an eye on? Keeping an eye on so then he signs with WWE and, and works with Brock Lesnar? The only thing I can think of is them keeping an eye on to see him get more matches and see what he can do. We had that one match in New York City when he was with AAA, and I heard he did pretty good. I saw some clips. Uh, and they're just keeping their eye, just maybe see him in a couple other territories or a couple other events because they don't have a developmental system, DT. I mean, listen, there's so many right, different things but- that WWE can do with Kane. They can send him to NXT. They can put him in private oh, training. Like with- yeah. No, no, but they, but no, but they they can do whatever they want what? with him. And it, what, what are they going to do with him in AEW? They have no development. I'll give system. you an answer. Why hmm? would you want Kane Velasquez in AEW after WWE made all this money off the guy in publicity? If you bring in Cain Velasquez and if he picked it up so unbelievably that he's just so natural at it, wouldn't you want someone in your company that has never been a WWE guy could possibly be the next fucking Brock Lesnar, the next fucking MMA star? Why with that you... body? With that body? No, oh, I don't kidding. care about that. He, <laughs> he looks fine to me. But I'm no, just... that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's but, well, something more flattering. That's I all. mean, come on. You got Nyla Rose who is still sees you know needs a lot of seasoning. Nyla Rose is, is on her way, but she ain't no fucking polished, you know, amazing, you know, top main event superstar. Hell so, no. And and a lot of people in that company aren't even household names yet. So you mean to tell me if Kane Velasquez has picked it up so natural, we're gonna wait until WWE fucking blows their load and makes all this crazy money and publicity and then he comes over to us? You wanna Put names in there that WWE hasn't had. Oh my God, Cain Velasquez! Holy shit, they got Cain Velasquez. I never saw him compete before, and then he shows up in AEW and fucking goes at it with someone. Why wouldn't you jump on that? Especially a company that's up and coming. That's even more of a reason why you bring people in that are just getting their feet wet. You don't wait for WWE to turn someone into a mega superstar and then to jump over. That's why this fucking goof, Special Ed from Impact Wrestling. Some people actually think that in the end, they're going to work out a deal with Killer Cross and all be forgiven. And then it's going to be a no, swerve. And then he's going to just show so. up at Bound for Glory. That, that company is bound for fucking closing. That ain't <laughs> bound for closing. You know, oh, by the way, um, from now on, every day, every day on Twitter, I'm gonna be uh doing a poem for Ed Norholm and Anthem Wrestling because nice. of the Killer Cross situation. I don't know if you saw my little poem today, but every day they're gonna get a roses are red poem from me. Oh, I see that. Did you hear did you out. see the one that I wrote? No, no, I'm, actually, I'm gonna go check it out now. I wrote roses are red, violets are blue. It's day 554, Ed Nohome and Anthem. What say you? Oh, nice. Yeah, and, and for all the goofs out there with podcasts and websites, um, 
you know, yeah, 554 days. That's a number that you haven't had before that nobody knew about. And I got that firsthand from, from you know, the I, I already talked about it on Wednesday Night Dynamite last week. Today is the 554th day of uh, that money is owed to uh, Mr. Cross. Oh, there it is. Roses are red, violets are blue. Yeah, so yeah, tomorrow it'll be 555. So tomorrow it'll be roses are red, violets are blue. It's five, It's day 555, Anthem. Shame on you. Jeez, and uh, congrats and then, to uh, Killer's girlfriend, who looks like she's going to be with NXT now. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Um, Scarlet Boudel, let's call by her name. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, you know, to the level of how they could utilize her. I mean, you don't need to get ass and crotch shots for her to be a star. I mean, she's got the look. She's got talent. You yeah, know, maybe she she's not a Tessa Blanchard level as far as, you know, someone who is uh, untapped as far as WWE goes, but you know, we'll see where it goes over there. I think NXT would be a good fit. They are talking about a Carmella Alexa Bliss type of role as a manager and as an in-ring competitor, in-ring in competitor, a combination. Yeah. And I think that's per it's perfect for her. Speaking of uh, Alexa Bliss, mm -hmm. we're supposed to buy that she's making a save and beating the fuck out of Asuka and uh, Kyrie Sane. Make the save baby faces tonight. Yeah, they the came in safe. Save Charlotte Flair. The fuck is that? Seriously. I, I you know I what know. I would do? If if yeah. I was Alexa Bliss, you know what I would do? You have Oscar spitting the green mist. Alexa Bliss yeah. should spit coffee in Oscar's face. Oh God. No, because of the oh. coffee thing. Fucking spit oh, coffee yeah, 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 in her yeah, face. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, that's how you retire, but I, I'm sorry, man. You know, look. I see what WWE does. She did get a good reaction. Uh, gender oh, is yeah. right. She, Alexa did get a good pop. She, she did. Look, she she gets a pop. She is people root for her. People like her. She's not a, a yeah. dislikable person. I've seen the videos and learned a lot about her battles growing up, and her family seems very very nice. And I really root for. Her. I want to see her get better. And I have said many times in the past that she's really improved in the ring. But WWE needs to take a step back and say to yourself, just because now you decide, you know, the, the bipolar Alexa Bliss is now a baby face again, you know, I, I can't buy. She doesn't have that kind of dominance in the ring to uh, overtake Asuka and Kyrie Sane. It looks ridiculous. It looks stupid. She could be all energetic. She could dye her hair pink. She could dress up with the fucking, you know, the look and look really sexy with tight jeans and heels. And she could have just an absolute gorgeous appeal to her. But at the end of the day, this is simulated violence. And I'm sorry, the Alexa Bliss hitting the ring to make the save for Becky and Charlotte. And it really wasn't the save. They were just retaliating after yeah, what happened yesterday. What it, what it looks like, but yeah. it's just, ah, give me a break. <laughs> you got to admit, and God bless them. They're both adorable and they're great athletes. I like them. I'm not putting them down. It's certainly not for their ethnicity. Uh, but when they had the mics, I'm like, oh, this is going to be cringe uh, with uh, Kyrie Sane and fucking Asuka. Asuka is just inaudible. You can't really understand what you're saying. And I was wondering, I'm like, what are, what are they trying to do? Make them like silly but I vicious it. heels? You liked it? I, I loved it. It was a little, it was a little They should have done this two uh, years ago. When, when Asuka, they would have brought her in as a heel. The Instead of this fucking idea that she's supposed to understand a little bit of English, she should have been up there with the fucking microphone and going, well, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that you, we talked about Kyrie ditching the pirate thing and she didn't have that tonight, thank God. So yeah. I'm, I hope this is the beginning of no more pirate. Yeah. 
no, no more pirates. She looked good, you know. Yeah. I just, um, you know, I mean, stop acting like, you know, they. that's why even Nakamura. I mean, Nakamura, they're trying to play off these detailed interviews and this, this, and that. Fucking, you know, no. Just fucking talk Japanese. It'll piss off American fans just by default. You know, talk English. You're in the... What's... Uh, what's I wish Lou Albano was with them, DT, the old classic Lou Albano. What's the phrase that we grew up with that is now considered extremely racist? What did, what did you would say when you would go to a supermarket, a coffee shop, a bodega? Well, they didn't call it bodegas at the time. You walked into a place and somebody behind the counter was speaking Indian, Spanish, or you would turn around and say, you're in the fucking United States, speak English or get the fuck uh, out. Uh, I thought you were going to say speak English or die. Classic MOD. Uh, for any, for any metalheads out there. Yeah, no, I would. people would say, you're you're in the United States. English. Speak fucking English. That's what people would say over and over again. I do believe that if you're in the United States, if the national language is English, you should learn English. But my grandmother, my father's mother, never knew English. Your grandmother never spoke English. My father's mother never spoke. The one, English. Wait, the one who took the one who took you to wrestling? No, no, no. That's my mother's mother. Oh, okay. My grandmother, my on my father's side, my my father's mother, she didn't understand English. So every time I saw her, you know, she would say the same thing all over again. And she pinched my cheek and everything. And she'd fucking say a whole <laughs> bunch of things in a time. And it'd be like, yeah, yeah, no, of course, of course. I have no goddamn clue what she was saying. <laughs> but she, your parents both speak fluent Italian, right? My, fa my father speaks fluent Italian. My mother does not speak Italian at all, but she understands it. Oh, okay. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how you can understand a language but never speak it. That's like, interesting. I've never heard my mother say anything Italian other than ordering food. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seriously. But, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with Cain Velasquez. But you could see now, and we kind of touched on it yesterday, um, SmackDown's going to be the flagship show for WWE. Oh, def definitely. You know, they're not going to forget about Raw, but SmackDown is going to be the, the flagship show. Now, I, I want to ask you, you know, because mm -hmm. obviously we didn't do a show since Friday. I did I did Patreon, and I'm not going to get into everything from Friday, but there's one particular topic that I really wanted to speak about here, mm -hmm. and that is your take. We all knew that Kofi was losing his belt very, very right. soon. Um, some of us were surprised that WWE actually pulled the trigger and had Brock win on Friday, you know, you thought maybe Ray or Dominic would cause, you know, something and maybe get delayed a week or two, but they did have Brock win. Brock won in eight or nine seconds. What's, I mean, look, we all have vented about Kofi's disappointing title reign because of the way WWE booked it and everything else. But right. let me ask you this. What was your opinion on the fact that he lost in nine seconds i was surprised that he lost I, I didn't know if it was going to be a competitive match i thought it was going to be a squash but not so quick but then i remember kevin owens losing the title in quick fashion uh goldberg beating brock in quick fashion not as many second you know minimal seconds as this guy but still there's been other champions who have been defeated you know straight up quick uh, not the first time and this whole kofi deserve, deserve i want to punch someone in the face next time someone 
you know, bleeds that deserve it bullshit. Everybody deserves everything. We all work hard. Everybody does that. Everybody has jobs. Everybody's responsible. Kofi doesn't work any harder than anybody else in that locker room. Misses their family too. Uh, give me a break. Um, you know, he's a nice guy. There's a lot of nice guys in that locker room. A lot of nice people, a lot of family people. He got six months of a gift, in my opinion. This is my opinion. It's nothing to do with black or white. It's not even coming to the equation. He got gifted six months of a title. It was an accident to begin with. Ali got hurt. We all know the story. We don't got to rehash it. He had a nice little run. He got wins over Kevin Owens. He got wins over Randy Orton. But this is the big time now. And as soon as we knew the Fox deal was coming in, me and you talked about this, DT, they had to have a flagship guy who, before anybody says, but Brock Lesnar, does he draw? Yes, he draws better than Kofi Kingston. I think it's established. He's a superstar. He's a superstar across the boards. As soon as I saw Fox was involved, I figured they have to put it on Lesnar, somebody who's going to be that guy that they need to put out there. Kofi isn't a big enough name. He's just not. He's not a big enough name. Um, again, he was gifted six months. He did a lot with it. It'll be in the history books as a champion. He's a one-termer the way Jimmy Carter and George W and George Bush senior one-term presidents. He's never getting the title again. In my opinion, I could eat my words, but I doubt it. I don't think he's going to be champ again. And, uh, he had a run. Should be proud of it. Good guy. No doubt about it. He'll be here for a long time to come unless he gets disenchanted with where he goes from here and he goes to AEW or something in a year or two. I don't know how long that lockdown. New Day is a great act. There's no shame in that game. They can be with them, sell merch, be guys who go out there, make a lot of money as that trio. I don't think those three ever want to break up, to be honest with you. And I don't think they're breaking them up anytime soon. Everyone's talking about Big E finally can get the push as a heel. I don't even know if they're going to do that with these dudes. But I – but. The quick fashion, if that's the, I'm going on and on here, but the quick fashion no, thing. Right. Take your time. The, yeah, the quick fashion thing, I think, I don't think it was disrespectful. I think it just happens. Again, go back, everybody in your memory bank. Kevin Owens, Brock to Goldberg. How long was that? A couple of spears gone, pinned. Uh, it's, there's no shame in it. It happens. I think they needed a quick and done. Plus, for TV time, they had Kane Velasquez come out. They had a, a method to their madness there with how they were going to close the show and leave off in exciting fashion. Everybody was talking about it. They did what they needed to do. And I doubt that Kofi's in the back. I want out of here. I, I'm disrespected. I doubt he said a word of that. I think the guy's probably happy with the run. Thank you very much for six months. He's probably making the most money now. His next contract will be for even more money. And I don't see any kind of embarrassment or shame or disrespect in this equation at all. That's my opinion of it. You know, that's that's my thing. But I do believe he's a one-term champion. I don't see him ever getting the title again. All right. My take on, on it is this. Um, mm -hmm. I have already voiced my uh, frustration on the way WWE had him as champion. I mean, you had the matches, like I said, if you take away the WrestleMania win, you look at his championship reign. Other than diving over Dolph Ziggler to get out of the cage, tell me what was you know a, a top match that he had. It just was not great. I didn't like um, the the matches where, like I brought up in the past, Kevin Owens hitting five power moves in a row, Sami Zayn hitting th two, three thunder bombs and other moves, and he kicks out, you know, and then hits one fucking what I call the 959 and he gets the win. It just, it was not believable. Now with that said, I was very happy that he got the title at WrestleMania. I think within two months, maybe even sooner fans should, should have realized that WWE really had no intentions on making Kofi look dominant. 
all of his promos was about his family and his right. home country, and this is the greatest thing, this, this and that. And then they tried to, you know, do things where he would get the shit knocked out of him. Dolph would beat the fuck out of him, stretcher. Next week, throw him pancakes. Kevin Owens, turning on him, put him on a stretcher. The next week, throw him pancakes. They never really, you know, had Kofi, you know, really becoming this, this big fighter. And it just, it just felt like it was just too much comedy and a lot of positivity. Yes, yes, yes. I understand that. But I also feel that when they were going to take the title off of him, I understand Goldberg won in a couple of seconds and I understand Kevin Owens lost in a couple of seconds, but I felt that since WWE, in my opinion, was very disrespectful towards Kofi's championship reign, other than longevity and other than retaining, you know, the title, you look at a lot of his matches, they were just very subpar. They were not championship caliper matches. They so, protected him though, DT. They protected him. Well they did. They they protected him by having, you know, the finishes that they did. But when you make history the way it did and how it really personally affected a lot of people, a lot of black people. Really affected people where they're crying and everything like that. I mean, I know deep down inside everybody knew sooner or later he has to lose it. And we also knew that the day he loses it, you would have people online saying justice for Kofi. That's not the way he should go out. I don't think anybody would have been totally satisfied when he lost the title. However, this guy has always been a class act. The guy has always worked his ass off. The guy is always, it didn't matter if there was 10 people in the building or 10,000. No, no, hear me out. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not signing at you. I'm saying that I, because I think it takes the, the, the shine off the fact that a lot of guys in that locker room do the same no, and no, don't no, no, ever, no. will never no, get the but credit. I'm not, I'm not saying it like that. I'm, yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that Kofi, he's always put in hard work. He's always done everything, you know, to bust his ass. He represented himself as a champion as best as he could. He worked his ass off trying to, you know, take, in my opinion, chicken shit in a lot of these situations with him defending the title and tried to turn it into chicken salad. I felt that if Kofi was going to go out and lose to Brock Lesnar, I think the way that you give a little bit extra legitimacy to his title reign he should have had some offense against Brock he I'm not saying he should have had the Finn Balor Daniel Bryan type of a match but Kofi should have got been able to get offense in there and a decent amount of it because I think if he would have lost the title then then it would have felt like you know what for a little while he was was toe-to-toe -to -toe with Brock Lesnar but Brock in the end was just uh, just able to dominate him and defeat him. The fact that this guy, I don't know if he knew a week ago that he was dropping the title, but I saw a lot of the media appearances he did in the past week. And now I think about it in hindsight, and I'm saying to myself, I wonder if he knew a week ago that he was losing this belt in eight seconds and then he would immediately get overshadowed. Because look, when Shawn Michaels beat Bret Hart, back when he won and got the boyhood dream has come true. And what did Shawn Michaels do? Shawn Michaels wanted...
Bret Hart out of the ring. Get him out. Yeah, of he the actually, ring. He, yeah, he even actually told him get out. Get yeah, out. he said get out of the ring. And what it felt like was Cain Velasquez and Rey Mysterio immediately coming out made me feel like that Shawn Michaels moment where he said to Bret Hart, you know, get him out of the out of my ring. That's what it felt like to me. And when Mark Henry had his mouth open in shock. I don't think that was scripted. I don't think that WWE said, look, we're going to put the camera on you and just act shocked and this, this, and that. I think Mark Henry legitimately felt like after the six months, you basically put the the final nail on the coffin of his really lackluster championship reign, and you do it by having him lose in eight seconds. And then I just felt that he should have, they should have allowed him to put up a little bit more of a fight against Brock Lesnar. I did not like the fact that he lost in eight seconds. If he would have had a, a, a more dominant championship reign and his matches were more suited, because how many matches did he have? And we said, you know what? This is going to be the pay-per-view where Kofi's really going to just break out and show everyone that, you know, no matter how his size... Look, when Rey Mysterio first won heavyweight title, it was a magical moment. It was dedicated to Eddie. There was a lot of emotions involved. And then a week later, I remember on my hotline, a week later, people like, I can't buy into Rey as a heavyweight champion. I know. I was doing the hotline with you. That's <laughs> so, but I'm just saying, I just think that they should have shown a little bit more respect to Kofi. I know what some people are going to say, hey, six months is, is a lot of respect, and I agree. But at the very end, I just thought that was a little disrespectful. Just my opinion. I know, but you know what? People's memories fade really quick on stuff like that. He's he's going to always be high profile because they'll always talk about the former world champion, right? When they're announcing him and his, his money goes up, appearances go up, he's in a, a much higher lifestyle now because of it and profile so uh he's good he's good and even when after he's out of this game he's a legend hall of famer now because of it uh he's gonna be in the hall of fame with the new day anyway but uh as a, he can maybe be a two-time hall of famer as a single so i think they've set him up dt for a pretty good life for a guy in his mid-30s you know yeah, what I mean? but i'm not you know i'm not questioning any of that i'm just saying as far as the, the match itself I just no, but it's not, it's not a tragic tale, you know. What I mean, I he's a, no, I don't think it's tragic. I just no, think right, right, that, right. you know, just the perception on Friday was like, you know, I mean, there's a reason why Mark Henry's mouth was wide open like that. It's not because you know he, you know, he, he was trying to act like a retard. You know, they. <laughs> I mean, he's just he had his mouth open in shock. Like, did they just Maybe. job him <laughs> out eight seconds? DT, are you sure that's not when Kane came down? He's like, my God, put his shirt back on. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't like I didn't like that but did, the way but, but you were I mean it I mean I know you like uh, Kofi but you never really were big on him as the as the champion are you surprised that he held on for six months No I'm not surprised he held on six months because about two months ago I I made the comment that it felt like uh, WWE was trapped. Like they did not. Yeah, it's true. That's a good question. That's I mean, a good. Like, I mean, look, it, it, yeah. it was about four months ago that I said that I wouldn't be surprised if Brock takes the title off of Kofi on the first Fox, you know, SmackDown on Fox when they first announced the deal. Yeah. But about two months ago, you know, it felt like, all right, they're trapped because they can't take the title off of him until the Fox, you know, the Fox debut. And at the same time, though, like, how do you tread water for another two months? And that's what it felt like. 
I mean, the, yeah. the Dolph Ziggler to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens wants to be part of New Day, and then he turns on him because he wants a title shot. It's nothing personal. Then he turns babyface. Dolph Ziggler comes back. It should have been me. Then it should have been me for everything. You know what I yeah, mean? It's just, it, right. and I still, I said it, said it before. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. Uh, Mustafa Ali, he should have been the one that should have had that storyline instead of Dolph Ziggler. Ali should have been heel and should have said it should have been me. I was supposed to be in that that elimination. As right, as a heel, not as a babyface. Should have turned heel, attacked Kofi, and said it should have been me. That whole Dolph Ziggler, it should have been me. That should have been Ali. And they didn't do it. No, I don't know why. Yeah. Well, because they didn't want Ali as a heel. They want him as a role model. I mean, yeah, you, you see what he writes online. I mean, they should have him as a, a dirty ex cop from Chicago. That's what they look. Have. Ali's a good guy, but um, you know, I just you know, it's just WWE. I think is afraid to turn certain characters like they 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 need certain people to be role models for certain demographics. That's why even with the Bailey thing. I mean, Bailey is cheating to win. Bailey is with Sasha. She's attacking people, but yet she's genuine to the kids still and doing right. the fucking inflatable stuff. That's because WWE, in their thinking, those little kids, you're not going to have a fucking four-year-old Amy look to her mother and go, Mommy, why is Bailey turning heel and siding with <laughs> Sasha? Bailey... No, the little kids like, you know, Bailey, oh, yeah. Bailey. That's what they don't understand. I mean, when I was a kid and my mom would watch fucking General Hospital, did I understand Luke and Laura and all this other stuff? All I knew well, was. I, well, I understood it because I was 12. And I think yeah, I, I, I'm just saying, like, little kids are too young to understand storylines. They, it's long as she fucking hugs the little kids still, they don't have a clue. So, because WWE doesn't want a full blown turn her into a heel. And they don't want a full blown this. They don't want a full blown that. They, there's just some people. I mean, look at John Cena's whole career. I, I'm going back to the fucking hotline days. You know, you kept seeing people once he became that baby face in around 04 ish, 05, when, yeah. you know, WWE was getting rid of attitude completely. 05, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you from 05 to 06 on, you're like, oh, Cena's going to turn heel. Oh, he's going to turn be attitude. Oh, he's going to turn heel, turn heel, turn heel. I stood all along and there's tons of clips online. John Cena would never turn heel. Never. Yeah. Never. He's like, you know, it's almost like well, a baseball player that's a lifer on one team. He will always yeah. be a babyface lifer. Like David Wright. Yeah, yeah. Like a David like a David Wright type. Yeah. But but the thing is, DT, in 2005, when we were doing the hotline stuff, th- th- really, did we have any idea he would go on to be like a Mount Rushmore type wrestler? That well, John's- you know what? I, I have brought this up many times over the years. I will never, ever forget in 2004 a conference call. In fact, I still have the recap. If anybody goes to the Wayback Machine and goes to my website, you could read it. But Linda McMahon did a conference call in, I think, 04, sometime in 04. And I have the audio somewhere. And she said, we have two wrestlers that we believe are going to be the future of the WWE. Those two wrestlers were John Cena and Randy Orton. Randy Orton, I remember the Randy Orton. This was about a year before they debuted on the main roster. Uh, maybe a little less than a year, 
but they were predicting this a long time ago. It's not, you know, others, John Cena, Randy Orton. Well, Jim Cornette recently talked about that. He called it the class of 2002 from OVW, which is Batista, uh, Benjamin Haas, Cena, and Randy Orton. So that those one guys. Other person too. Uh, Benjamin uh, came in pretty much with Lesnar. I do remember that. Yeah, the Haas Benjamin. He was just talking about it the other day. Um, he called it class of 2002, or class of 2001, which all got brought up in 2002. Yeah, guys I mean, that was came. a very impressive class. I mean, oh, it was yeah. Look at Batista, one big movie star, fucking Cena, movie star and wrestling star. Fucking uh, look, poor Shelton. Charlie Haas isn't even in business anymore. But um, you know, pretty good call. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. Look at that, super. I mean, beyond what anybody would have thought, wrestling in front of twenty people in OVW. My God, yeah, what uh, accomplishments. Ben, I don't know if Cain Velasquez will be competing in Saudi Arabia. I mean, look, yeah. it's possible. You know, anything is possible. I mean, I hear people saying, "Oh, Cain Velasquez or Brock Lesnar are going to fight in Saudi Arabia." I tell you, man, I. I, I got to see where this goes because, as I said last Friday on Patreon, WWE is going to be really, really careful how they handle this storyline because the last thing they want is the guy that they have invested in big time, you know, just get embarrassed by a guy who is only in there part-time for the, well, just temporarily. I shouldn't say part-time because, you know, talk about the wrong the right but the wrong person to feud with. Cain Velasquez calls out Brock Lesnar. The problem is Brock Lesnar's not there every single week. So yeah. Cain Velasquez is not going to be there every single week either. So you got two part-timers over there. But um, I wonder if they'll both be on this Friday, though, DT. Oh, I would think so with the draft and, you know, just one week. Right now, as people are excited at AEW on TNT, there's only week two of uh, uh, SmackDown on Fox. So they're going to keep blowing their load. They're going to keep, you know, making this feel extra special. And, um, you know, we'll see where it goes from here. But, you know, a week today, we'll know as far as who's on SmackDown and who's on Raw. Now, I need to remind everyone something very, very important. Um, The reason why WWE started the wildcard rule was because the Raw roster and the SmackDown roster were not strong enough as far as especially house show attendances and by allowing SmackDown wrestlers to wrestle on Raw and vice versa, it strengthens the cards. And a lot of SmackDown house shows were canceled over the last six months. That's why we had a lot of SmackDown wrestlers on Raw. That's right. WWE has not signed 20 new people over the last six months. So if the rosters were very thin six months ago, up to the point that SmackDown's shows were being canceled, once they do this roster split, the the draft, SmackDown's roster is obviously going to be more impressive than what it was six months ago. But the Raw roster uh, might be hurting from it. And you saw tonight. We got 205 Live guys, you know, on there. And you have the Lucha House Party, the fucking Singh Brothers. I mean, you had uh, Apollo Crews. I mean, all of a sudden, the matches tonight, it almost felt like the lethal lottery. You would see a match after match, you're like, 
the fuck? Do, why do I want? Why do I want to see the Lucha? You know the that Lucha House. Did I say Lucha Brothers? Lucha House Party. Lucha House, yeah, no, against the OC. Why the fuck would I want to see Alistair Black against the Singh Brothers? I mean, is that what we get tonight? And you look at the card on paper. You know, Natty against Lacey Evans, which you know, like I said yesterday, the feud that nobody realized they needed. And then you got the Singh Brothers, Alistair Black, Apollo Cruz. Um, you know, Dirty Sanchez. I mean, when you actually look at this card from beginning to end and you had a pull apart between, you know, Strowman and Tyson Fury, look at the match card tonight. Would that, would that sell at a house show? I don't even think that would sell 1,500 tickets on a house show. No, and even Alice the Black, it's like, oh, he's still here. And if you saw they were building him up, like he's a real guy to get for the draft. You got to think Alice the Black's a hot pick. He hasn't done anything. He's not even, they're not even doing anything with him. You know, they, they do these things where he's like, who's going to come and get me? Who's going to knock on my door? I, I know that they're trying to do this, like almost kind of like his catchy gimmick thing, but it's it's not getting old. He's not a talker. They should have kept him as a silent killer and, yeah. and just not have a talk. Yeah. Um. By the way, uh, I don't know if everybody is aware of this, but WWE tweeted and deleted earlier today. On their Twitter account, they had posted a tweet, and it said, and I quote, well, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but after what went down last night in Hell in a Cell, Bray right. Wyatt was going to get a rematch against Seth Rollins at Survivor Series. That was posted on social media, and then a few minutes later, they deleted it. Well, I hope it's not champion versus champion because that's mean fucking Seth Rollins against Brock Lesnar again. God. No, no. It, they said that Bray. Oh, you mean why they deleted it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they deleted it, if they're gonna go with champ versus champ or Survivor Series like they normally do. Oh, that would be that would not. Yeah, be it would great. be Seth versus Brock. Yeah, what are they gonna do? So you think they got to give it to Fiend at some point in the next couple of weeks? Well, it's a I mean, match? they they don't need to have champion versus champion, even though I know they've done that recently with Survivor Series, but. You know, I just, I think they're in desperation mode right now with Seth Rollins. Now, I know some people online said that Seth Rollins is the worst babyface champion in WWE history. Mm. Honestly, I disagree with it wholeheartedly for the simple reason that it was only a couple of months ago that Seth Rollins was on the cover of Pro Wrestling Illustrated as the Wrestler of the Year. I don't remember people in an uproar saying that it was god-awful, terrible, doesn't deserve it. Well, he's been he's been getting hate for a while now. A lot well, of, you know, I mean, you're even calling him, you know, uh, Roman Seth, Rollins. Yeah, well, this is, this is where I'm getting to. Um, when you look at Seth Rollins' title reigns since he's turned babyface, they're not very long. Uh, Roman Reigns was being pushed for four plus years as the headliner. I mean, he wasn't champ during the entire four years, but they really positioned him to be, you know, the John Cena push, as I said a long time ago. Seth Rollins has not been a, a babyface heavyweight champion for all that long. I mean, Universal title's only here for a couple of years, and when Finn Balor won it, Seth Rollins was a heel. Seth Rollins has not been a babyface heavyweight champion long enough to surpass Roman Reigns. To me, Roman Reigns was probably the worst babyface champion they had. Now, I look, I went back. And, and now, now it looks like a different picture, though. Roman Reigns is more popular and respected than Seth Rollins yeah. is now. 
And I don't think they're going to be able to get Rollins back unless he's a heel. Yeah, I don't remember if Sheamus was a face or a heel in 2015. I think he was a heel. I think he was a heel in champion. 15. I'm not sure, but you know, you look over the years, there were a couple of champions for a short period of time that you were just felt there were just blah reigns. I'm not saying Roman reigns. I mean blah championship reigns, but. Roman Reigns, for all of those years, it was just madness. I mean, week after week after week, they just insisted on putting him in that position. And as I said, you know, early this year, and I don't mean it to sound demonic, but him getting leukemia was the best, the best thing that could thing. have happened to I was the just character. Thinking that. I was just thinking of that, and he's turned the corner now. And he's really literally turned the corner. I had someone, in the, I had a friend of mine who was in the arena, a, friend, a band friend of mine who was in California. He said, such tepid booze for Reigns, it wasn't even countable. He said a couple of people. Other than that, mostly cheers. He was in the, in the and he's not a Reigns fan, so he had no bias. He said Reigns was over. He was fine. Yeah. Nobody booed him. And, you yeah. know, Reigns there keeping his seat warm. Reigns will be back in the title main event picture very, very soon. That's but, um, you know, to, to me still four or five years of how they position Roman Reigns, they cre created a lot of damage. Seth Rollins. Wow. Well, now they're damaging this guy in, in record time, though, DT. Well, That's the most scary part. In, in record time, he's as hated. Yeah, in record time. Nah, you know what? I don't think he's hated as much as people think because two weeks ago, the crowd in unison were chanting, burn it down. I mean, the problem is they put him against the Fiend, and the Fiend is so popular right now. If if he would have faced someone else yesterday, it could have been a totally different reaction for Seth Rollins. But the whole storyline for the last month has been a disaster. You don't take a Beast Slayer, you don't take a a, a, a Monster Slayer, and have him, you know, Seth freaking Scaredy Cat. There's a reason why Effin is in is in his name to try to. Yeah. I mean, come on! It was only what a month and a half ago where he's. I thought it's. I thought it stood for frightened. What is, what does it stand for? Freaking. Freaking. Oh, Seth freaking. Oh, oh yeah, Seth freaking. I mean, okay. it was only uh, a month or so ago that he was chair bashing Eric Young and Bobby Roode and beating the fuck out of everyone. I mean, he hasn't been jeered all that long. The problem is. They decided to put him against Bray Wyatt because if you take away that match yesterday, Becky and Sasha obviously stole the show, but there's a reason why they didn't announce five of those matches because it just was not solid. And they needed to get by this pay-per-view. And I said it for a couple of weeks. Do not be surprised if Bray Wyatt doesn't get it. It'll be a bullshit finish. I thought you finish by having him handcuffed to the ring. Handcuff to the ring rope. Can't get out of the cage. That You handcuff him to the rope. This way, it's almost like, you know, Seth Rollins eked out a victory, but Bray was ha handcuffed. That's why he couldn't get out. Fine. You know, yeah. it sucks, but it kind of makes more sense. Now, this finish, first of all, it's hell in the cell. This is two years in a row that it's been. If you, We never in a million years thought that they would do worse than last year. We thought that it would. They would learn from their mistake. They made it worse this year. Not only did we get the red fucking ring, we got the lights red now. What's yeah. next? Everybody's going to be face painted red? I mean, it's just they doubled down on the shit, and Paul Heyman wasn't writing it last year. Yeah, that's true. Um, So, 
you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, SmackDown, I think Friday is going to be a real interesting show. And uh, I'm very curious to see who gets drafted to SmackDown. Um, I'm most curious about Seth Rollins and I'm most curious about Becky. And keep in mind that the draft continues on Raw. So even if Seth Rollins or Becky are drafted to SmackDown, I'm not saying that they are. But if they are drafted to SmackDown, don't be surprised if they drop the title next Monday. I wouldn't know. I was surprised that at all. Yeah, because I think people think that Friday, if Charlotte and Becky both get drafted to SmackDown, that people give like, holy shit, both titles are on SmackDown. What are they going to do? This a, that happened last year. I think Andrade and someone else, yeah. I think they were doing something with a title. or Just because... The two titles are on Friday. Doesn't mean there's going to be two titles a week from now. True. So, uh, we're almost done. Um, for AEW fans out there, uh, they are debuting a show on YouTube Tuesday called All Elite Wrestling Dark. It's going to be hosted by Tony Schiavone, and it's basically the dark matches that were taped uh, from Wednesday's Dynamite. So, so it's gonna be like an after dark thing, and Brandy will show some risque booty. No, shots. no, no, no. They're just gonna show dark matches. The matches that we didn't get a chance to see Wednesday. Oh, oh. Then I don't care. Okay. Yeah, it'll be AEW dark. Um, right now, uh, it's still up in the air, but uh, May Young Classic is scheduled to return November second and November third in Florida, Full Sail University, as as the tournament. Don't know if every match will air on the WWE Network, but right now that is the dates that are penciled in for the May Young Classic. Okay, so they are going to have it because I thought there was maybe a chance they weren't. Well, I, I read a lot of places that it was canceled, but from as of right now, it is still on. It could cancel, but as of right now, it's still on. Um, No update yet about Jeff Hardy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, I got into it Friday in detail. Um, the fact that he was allowed to go home the same night means that he didn't have that much alcohol in the system. Usually Still. they keep you overnight to let you sleep it off, but I don't understand why this guy's even having one drink and getting behind the wheel. Ben's asking what happened to Jeff Hardy. He got arrested again, Ben. He got arrested again for DUI. Yeah, DUI. I mean, look, some people are carelessly writing DWI. There's a big difference of driving under the influence and driving while impaired. Just unfortunately, people out there don't do the research to see what the difference of the two is. Yeah, it's Again, DUI, right? Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of places are reporting driving while impaired. There's mm -hmm. a different blood alcohol content between that and driving on the influence. Again, the fact that they let him go home the same night means that he did not have much alcohol in the system because they would mandatory keep him overnight to, uh, if you want to call it sleep it off or whatever it is, but... Yeah. You know, this is not the first time this has happened in the last year or two. He had the accident on the highway. He had the public intoxication in Myrtle Beach. Yep. So I think people need to be a little bit concerned for Jeff Hardy. Three times in about a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not good. And Matt wrote a response that, you know, he's responsible for himself, just responsible. And Matt wrote kind of a passive aggressive tweet. Didn't really bury his brother, but didn't put him over either. 
So, I mean, and WWE did their usual. Jeff is responsible for his own actions, which is give me a break. That's yeah, stupid. I'm. I'm not liking that. I'm not. Look, I don't want. I don't like want to see you know people fight over it. I think giving them help is probably what's needed. I think WWE should give him an ultimatum. You look. You need to go in rehab or stop with the fucking drinking because the next time you're out of here. Yeah, there has to be a limit. This that it's just ridiculous, especially now they're so high profile. And if it's all about the kids, I'm doing finger quotes here. Then then this is the kind of uh, you know reputation the Usos and Jeff Hardy are cultivating for themselves. I mean, it's just any other sport they would have been suspended or oh, I know not independent contracts. All these loopholes that dismiss WWE from any adult responsibility uh, or, or or to say anything of uh, taking any kind of action. It's so stupid, it really. Yeah. Is. Rehab is still free for employees for the person who's asking. Yeah, they, they can. Anybody who ever worked there uh, can actually. Even if you like did a couple of jobs there, any any time you were in a WWE ring, they cover you. From what I understand, they take. Like if you were ever a competitor in WWE, for, uh, if you ever need help in any kind of rehabilitation, drugs, alcohol, you can get the help. Yeah. So you know, look when uh, Jay Uso got busted again. You know, I actually talked about it on here that WWE was taking it very very seriously, and so was Jay Uso. And we actually told everyone that they were going to be off TV for the foreseeable future until, you know, he literally cleans up his act. And, you know, I'm not going to put out there exactly what he did and what he didn't do because I wasn't there to see all of it. But you will read about it very, very soon. Okay. Um, shout out to our associate producers, Tigsy Bowers. Yep. My apologies, Whisperer Rob. I keep calling him Bob. I promise you, Whisperer Rob, I will not do that again. Metaphysic Fox, Seth Washington. Uh, shout out to Cleric of Chaos. I am definitely going to be listening to your music later this week. He launched his album, and I definitely want to start pushing it for everyone out there. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I think I heard about that. Very talented, up-and-coming hip-hop star, big fan and friend of the show. Uh, G-Unit, Jane Gambino, Neil McLeod, Vic Condor, Garcia Kane, CM Black Pixels, Jacob Eston, Michael John Buchanan, Stell, Derek Brewer. Johnny Marin, Jerry Stewart, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Tony, Chris Harris, Chuck Luntz, Keith Doherty, Sean Krauser, Roger Rubio, Fatty316, the man Seth uh, Stan Loudon, excuse me, Don Tony's political advisor, what's up, Anna, D-Boy Gentleman, Ernesto Defender, Timothy Keel, Kane Shaw, Jeffrey Collins, Aaron from Anaheim, once again, welcome aboard, my friend, James Mills, yes. Cockboy, Jay Smoothie, Tom Baffa, Joseph Nicoluk, Nico Time, Michael Rhino, Paul Convoy, Adam Demoy, Billy Taylor, Hassan Al Hashmi, Brett Webster, Aaron Kloss, Anthony Smith, James Grusom, Alt Nahia, Mark Israel, Bob O'Mac, CJ Uihara, Switch Babe, Courtney Summers, James Deal, Crestman, Diogo Nobre, John Coffey, Tim Everhart, Andrew914, Donald J. Trump, Morel Coombs Jr., Russell Zavala, Douglas McKay, Keith Lee, James Farmer, Mad Dog No Good, John Garcia, Larry Trailer, Tommy Pikeshi, Chris Lumna, Zach Spoonamore, Rich Mahark, Julian LeBlanc, Carl Butok, a.k.a. Cheese and Rice, Spider Lewin, Rob McCabe, Big Red Brandon Rice, Brian Byrne, Daniel Warren, and Michael Cuomo. They nice. are our associate producers. They, with our patrons, uh, are the reason why you're getting this show for free. And uh, a lot of influence as far as what you hear and even uh, the direction of some of the other shows, including Wednesday Night Dynamite, you'd be very surprised how much they influenced what's covered and what's not. I, again, recommend everyone out there check out DJ Dells and the Sneaker Addict. 
Just an awesome podcast, reviewing a lot of sneakers, uh, wrestling interviews as well. You have Shoot the Defense, Stell, great podcast focusing on soccer. Uh, by soccer fans, for soccer fans. He has a Patreon, a lot of exclusive content there. You can check him out on Twitter, at Shoot the Defense. Rocked Reviews, podcast focusing on uh, rock music from yesteryear and more oddball albums and albums that were once successful that now people shit on big time. Texas, it's not just limited to that, but that's my favorite episodes that they do. Texas Podcast Massacre, Great podcast, focusing on a lot of horror films from yesteryear. Uh, I know you've been on there a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Isaac Fox, I will definitely check out the poetry that you emailed me. I actually am going to uh, hire you. We got to have some uh, satire towards uh, Anthem. If they don't fucking straighten the shit out with Killer Cross soon. I have some ideas I definitely want to throw you away. But um, everyone out there, check out his website. I'm telling you, you have a significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, parents. Everybody gives cards for the holidays, birthdays, anniversaries. He is, you know, just an up-and-coming star. He is an artist, and he will write some kick-ass shit for you. And trust me, when your girl or boyfriend, whoever it is, goes on Google and tries to see where you stole those phrases from, (laughs) and they find nothing... They'll really believe that you wrote that stuff up. You'll get your knob, you know, blown a little bit if you're a guy. Um, Elman Shaw is a great displayed store. A lot of pop culture artwork. I actually have been privileged to get some of his work, and some of you out there have gotten <coughs> it too. SubZeroComics.com for your wrestling comic book and pop culture collectible needs. Bobo Mac cries in the toy verse. Uh, thank you again. Funny, funny, funny shit. I love it. Love it, love it. And he's just got a great podcast, focuses on a lot of collectibles, bobbleheads. Your Best Bargains LLC has an Amazon and an eBay store. Everyday needs, go check it out. And last but not least, Raul Romo has an eBay store as well. If you're into pro wrestling cards, signed cards, you want to finish a set, get some rarities, go check them out on eBay. And uh, anything else you want to get to before we call it? Cool. Actually, I want to acknowledge, because um, he's been typing. I, we haven't acknowledged it. We acknowledged them earlier. But President Trump said uh, tomorrow night at 6.05, they got the NWA show on. What what channel is that on, Trump? Uh, 6.05, the, it looks like a TBS studio. I'm looking at the pictures he sent with the NWA. And it looks like old school. Like It looks like 1985 NWA. It, it looks like it's a YouTube-only show. Oh, Which is not a bad machine? thing. I mean, look, everybody listening, you that, if you're listening, that means you pretty much have internet, so you could go check it out. Yeah, I want to check it out. It's, it looks like, yeah, it looks like uh, President Trump is saying it looks like old school Georgia Championship Wrestling. Jim yeah, Cornette is like doing that. the announcing for it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm interested in it. Oh, I didn't know if I didn't I didn't know if it was on um I didn't know if it was on any kind of cable channel. You know what? Thank you for letting us know about it because I am yeah. definitely gonna watch that tomorrow and I'm gonna cover it on Wednesday. Check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, NW, so NW, uh, look, is it a wrestling boom? I think it's way too premature to say that because yeah. you know, I, I reiterate this over and over again. Raw on Monday gets about 3 million viewers. You know, okay. maybe upper twos, you know, 2.8. SmackDown gets about 3 million viewers. Now being on network TV, obviously you got casual fans that are tuning in as well. So there'll probably be, you know, 
maybe more towards the four million mark, possibly if they keep it up, maybe three to four million. So here's my pattern: Monday nights, little under three million. Friday nights, three million plus. Wednesday, one point four to eight hundred thousand or whatever it was, seven hundred thousand. That only comes out to two point one million. Keep in mind when the Monday night wars were peaking. You had 10 plus million fans tuning into wrestling. All right? right. When it was a boom, all right, in 1995, when they were having the Monday Night Wars, all right, they only had two, three, four million wrestling fans tuning in. When you had the Monday Night Wars really starting to boom, there was over 10 million people tuning in, a lot more than that at times. So, right now, if you have 2 million viewers, Watching on a Wednesday, um, that's still less than Monday night for a soul show. So I don't want to say it's a wrestling boom yet. Basically, you have that same core audience that, mm-hmm. and you got to remember this is probably more important than anything. You watched AEW. I watched AEW. Mish, right. everyone else watched AEW. But we also watched Raw. So the thing is, is that how many people that watch Raw are also watching AEW? It's not that all of a sudden you have 3 million WWE fans and 3 million AEW fans. A lot of the AEW rating is fans who also watch Monday Night Raw. So that's not different people. You know, so when you see, that's why I hated when TNA and Dixie Carter would add the airing and then the replay to try to portray it that, you know, add the two numbers together and you say, oh, we had 700,000 viewers. Motherfucker, I fell asleep during your show, so I'm <laughs> counted twice, you know? So you can't look at Wednesday and immediately think, oh, there's two, three million fans that are now watching wrestling again. No, 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 no. I think at least half of the people tuning in on Wednesday watch Raw. Yeah. So, you know, it's not a boom yet. But it's definitely fun right now to be a wrestling fan because now you have no excuse because there is a huge diversity. And it's not just diversity. It's diversity with people with money in their pockets. Vince McMahon, Billy Corrigan, Tony Khan. Um, I don't know how much money Corbauer's got, but you know you got a couple of people out there with some bucks that could back up their product and take it to the next level. So it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, but... I wouldn't jump the gun. Enjoy it. Have fun. Watch what you want to watch. And we'll cover as much of it as possible. Absolutely. All right, Kev. Tomorrow you have Dog Chronicles live on Discord, yes. 1015. Mm-hmm. So everyone out there, you know, make sure you uh, check it out. And if you get it on the download, it'll be on uh, Patreon. Cool. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Catch All right, you then, all. everybody else. Peace take, out. Take care. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show. Follow me on Twitter at Don Tony D. Yo, a few people have asked me what's Kev's Twitter. I don't push that enough. It is at Kev Z Castle, like Z Gangster, Z Castle. Um, DonTony.com, Facebook.com slash DTKC Show. Uh, someone's asking what our Patreon page is. It is Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Do not forget Wrestling Soup. Mish, Joey Numbers, Draper, Thursday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. They have a Patreon as well, patreon.com slash wrestling soup. I'm telling you, I'm not trying to tell you how to spend your money, but you throw $5 our way, you throw $5 wrestling soup's way, 
you'll get 20, 30, 40 hours of exclusive content a week. You will not need anything else. You'll get ad-free episodes of this show, Wednesday Night Dynamite. You get exclusive shows. We do some giveaways here and there and a lot of other stuff, a lot of Q&As. And plus, what's great as well is Wrestling Soup's Patreon is completely different content than ours. So you get a huge, diverse you know, lineup and a little bit for everyone. So everyone be well. I will be back with all of you Wednesday for Wednesday night, Donomite. Make sure you tune in. It's going to be fun. And you'll hear a dramatic improvement as far as audio quality Wednesday. And we're going to tighten up as far as the reviews. I am going to watch Dynamite and NXT side by side, two TVs at the same time. Um, I'm shocked at how great it came off last week, but that was a stressful two hours preparing. But hey, you like it. I'll keep doing it. Take care, everyone. Be well. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Support the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show on Patreon. Get access to thousands of hours of back episodes. Get bonus episodes and exclusive shows. Castle Chronicles. Breakfast Soup. Pay-per-view recaps. DVDs. Beer koozies. Tattoos. And more. Support the show that's entertained millions for over 16 years. Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Once again, Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nevia. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found myhealthpolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com.